Welcome back to Knowledge Cast by Ideals, presented by the Ideals Foundation. I'm Jack Williams, the founder of the Ideals Foundation, and we're excited to have you with us for our first season uh, of our podcast. If you want to see the list of our guests that will be on this uh, particular season, you can go to my website, jackwwilliams.com, and just click on the podcast button. Today, our guest is Nate Brown. Nate is a former Ideals alumnus uh, who played collegiate football as a wide receiver at Missouri. He stood out as a leader as well as a football player at Missouri and, and was selected to represent uh, their school as their student athlete representative for the Southeastern Conference Student Athlete Advisory Board. And I, I know a little bit about that, and I can assure you that is quite an honor for, uh, for someone to be chosen for that role. After graduation, Nate uh, went to work with AT&T and corporate sales and uh, did okay in his first year. He was ranked number one in his department. Uh, Nate also started his own podcast series, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in a minute. So, uh, Nate, welcome to our Knowledge Cast podcast series. Jack, great to be here, and, and I'm just honored that you would uh, consider me as a, as, as a fellow um, Ideals alumnus to, to come on and, and share some insight. So I'm excited and, and can't wait to see what we've got in store. Well, uh, you know, as an Ideals alumnus that we said played football at Missouri and represented Missouri on the SEC uh, Student Athlete Advisory Board, tell us about that experience and kind of what was involved. I think the audience might be interested to hear about that. Oh, my goodness. Um, my, my time at Missouri was <laughs> was second to none. It didn't go as planned. I guess I'll just start from the beginning. Um, my first two years started out great, right? Went to the SEC championship my first year and was was fortunate enough to start as a sophomore my second. Um, then, then a wave of adversity hit. So we were faced with two coaching changes. And, and as any college athlete knows, that's, that's almost like um, – there's a lot of politics that come with that, right? Um, yep. Had three season-ending surgeries, uh, tore my MCL, completely tore everything in my ankle, uh, tore my labrum, and, and actually had a hernia after I got done playing. But all those things really caused me to shift my focus to becoming more well-rounded. And throughout that process, I designed an app called Bar Crawl, uh, study abroad all over Europe, um, and, and as you mentioned, sat on the SEC Leadership Council led by uh, the, the SEC commissioner. And those experiences really shifted my perspective. I started to, you know, approach things with a different mindset. Um, and, and that eventually led me to um, to, to start, and start a podcast called GoPro. And so I know that answer was a little bit long-winded, but I'll pause there and, and, and let you continue. Well, after hearing about all those injuries, which I knew about, I Maybe I should have had a medical professional on call here during this, <laughs> as you go down during this interview. Uh, I've got my trainer on speed dial, so. <laughs> okay, good, good. Well, like we said, you, you and you just referenced it, uh, you started your own podcast called GoPro, where you uh, try to bring on guests to share with former student athletes how to make a successful transition from their you know, sports uh, into their chosen career. I know yeah. we got some former student athletes listening. Share a little bit about your podcast and podcast and, and tell us uh, where they can go to get to GoPro. Certainly. Yeah. So um, I mentioned throughout that, that, that process, I did all those things that 
um, you know, caused me to change my perspective. But even after all that, my goal was still to make it to the NFL. And after our last bowl game, I uh, got my meal plan prep, uh, talked to my agent and had a chance to go home, spend some time with family and still just kind of felt an uneasiness, um, prayed about it, talked to them about it. And, and it caused me to walk away from the game. I just felt like a deeper calling, if you will, to pursue something else. And that's when I went to work for AT&T. But throughout that transition process, um, it, it was a humbling experience, caused me to find my identity. But I wanted to ultimately help other people, help other athletes that may be going through something similar. And that's really the how GoPro was birthed. Um, it, it, the, the podcast itself uh, started off of this, this quote by Darwin, it's not the strongest that survive, it's not the most, the, the most fast in the jungle, but it's the most adaptive to change. Um, and, and in the middle of a pandemic, you know, everyone's struggling with mental health, trauma, life problems, but how do we navigate through some of those changes? And so uh, GoPro is designed to really identify the skills that athletes have and, and have built up and ingrained throughout their sport and show them um, avenues to transition that into, uh, into real life. Well, let me ask you a question. I went through a transition when I got out of coaching uh, yeah. college football for seven years. It, you know, your, your uh, calendar year is based on what you're doing at that particular time. You know, if you're in the season, you're in the fall, and you know if it's the wintertime, you're recruiting, what have you. And yeah. when I got out and, and went into the normal work life, it took me almost a couple of years to realize that October and April were the same now. There's no difference. <laughs> You've been out about two years since yeah. you were playing active sports. What was the toughest part for you during that transition from sports into the business world? Yeah, without a doubt, two things right off the bat. Finding my identity um, and, and creating my own definition of success. And I'll actually take a I believe uh, comment out of your out of your book. I believe in not comparing myself to others and to other people's definition of success. Um, and so I think it's it's a huge step when when you can find your identity and for me um personally that was going back to uh going back to my religion going back to christ you know what who does god say that i am you know um and and i think also getting rid of the 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 ego you know the side of you that is 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 highlighted within sports you know um we, we always want to, to have the spotlight. We always want to be the, the star player. Um, and I think if we choose self-esteem um, and during that transition, it'll help help that process move along a little bit quicker. Um, but those three things, I would say, finding my identity, creating my own definition of success and kind of mapping out what does what do I want my life to look like now? Um, I think those three and then dropping my ego, those three things were, were the toughest to kind of overcome. Interesting. You mentioned ego. Most people don't like to admit that, uh, <laughs> that that is a, a problem. But I was speaking to a group the other day and I said that one of the best things that ever happened to me was playing quarterback at Georgia Tech. And I said one of the worst things that happened to me was playing quarterback at Georgia Tech because uh, people people keep reminding you know you of it and, and you have flashbacks of, of greatness which never really occurred but at least you think you yeah. were uh, and it is something that you know we have to deal with. Well, what are some of the things that that you have learned 
through sports, now that you're, you know, in the corporate world, you're in sales, what are some things that you've learned that have, uh, you know, paid dividends for you, been beneficial in your, in your work there with AT&T? Sure. Um, no, great question. Um, and I just first off say athletes are some of the most brilliant people on the planet. You know, we're placed in situations where we're tasked with executing, you know, difficult assignments in small time frames under extreme pressure situations. And so I'll tell you a quick story um, of how resiliency really played a part in my, my start in my, uh, you know, initial career with AT&T. Um, so we were in the sales program. Basically, it was like boot camp, right? You had four months to prove yourself, hit the quota, and the people who succeeded at that, who were ranked in the top spots, got to pick the uh, the, the the jobs that were about to come available after that program, right? So my goal was to finish number one, so I didn't end up in like South Dakota or somewhere crazy. Uh, <laughs> and so halfway through the last month. I get diagnosed with this sports hernia that, that I endured from when I was playing and was told that I had to fly out to see a specialist in Philadelphia. Well, at the time I was ranked like number three or four amongst like 110 sellers, but just got the okay from a customer to sign this deal that will put me in the number one spot, right? So I fly to Philly, get the surgery, and the next day the customer calls and they wanna set up a call to, to walk through the specifics and their legal team yada, yada, yada. So long story short, I had, I called up the airline company, changed my flight, flew back only after a week of rehab, ended up closing the sale, achieving my goal, and I could barely even walk. And so I tell that story to say, you know, in an athlete's mindset, you know, we approach everything with a game day mentality. You know, you're throughout the season, I'm, I'm sure you can ask any sport, any position, uh, about halfway through the season, nobody's 100%, right? So still taking on that mentality to get the job done by any means. So resiliency, I would say, number one, um, to play any sport, you have to have that. I would say um, punctuality, you know, being able to um, get to meetings on time, get to practice on time, complete your work. You know, that that's a real skill that employers look for. Um, and then I would say just just overall determination, you know, the, the will to um, bypass all the, the negative comments. Maybe you came off a bad game. Um, you know, maybe you, you aren't in a role that you saw yourself um, succeeding in, you know. So just bypassing all of those external elements and, and getting the job done. So um, to summarize, I would say resiliency, punctuality and determination for sure. Um, are, are, are some skills that, that athletes have that they can apply to any job setting. And that's a great story about uh, that sale. <clears throat> I had not heard that. <laughs> well, you know, you spend some time with uh, <clears throat> former student athletes and um, that are either have finished their career or about to. What yeah. are some things that you would share with them about starting the next chapter in their life? Sure. Um, I would say, number one, going back to that going back to creating that uh, definition of success. So I would say create a vision for how you want your life to play out in every aspect, you know, relationships, financially, et cetera, and then start creating those habits based on that vision. Um, if, if you can tie a habit to an identity, that's a lot more powerful than just 
doing a thing, just saying, I want to, you know, wake up earlier. But, you know, if you were becoming a Navy SEAL or something like that, then then there's then there's your why. You know, when you when you create that vision for yourself, you're giving yourself that why. So I would say uh, that would be my first piece of advice. You know, have a clear vision of, of the direction of your life. Number two, I would say leverage your network. Right. Um, your professors are your friends at the end of the day. You know, if, if you have a goal to start a business, um, like, like I mentioned before, when I created that app, I didn't know anything about uh, management. I didn't know too much about finance. I was a marketing major. So I went to those professors and just asked them, hey, what would you do in this situation? You know, um, for someone else um, who, who is or may not be an athlete, that may be, hey, you know, here's the profession I want to go into. Do you have any contacts? What what steps should I be taking? So I would say uh, leverage because when you leave school, that that network shrinks uh, dramatically. Um, so while you're in school, I would definitely say take advantage of that. And then last but not least, I would I would try to find a mentor, you know, someone that's that's already doing what you uh, what you want to do. That's some great advice. Nate. Um, you know, athletes, we're used to setting goals throughout our careers. And now that your athletic career is over, uh, I'm curious about whether you've continued that goal setting process. And if so, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit like you did me on your podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to ask, you know, have you set some specific goals for you, uh, you know, in the near future? Certainly. Um, yeah, I believe, you know, goal setting is a part of life. And, and when I forget that, I'm quickly reminded because I'm, I'm usually and I usually end up spinning my wheels and, and I'm in the same place when I don't have that clear direction of, OK, this is why I'm doing this. This is the next step, you know, et cetera. So I would say personally, um, my goal now that I'm back in Atlanta and, and have the chance to spend time with uh, with family, I would say that's my number one personal goal is to uh, make sure that I'm investing in those relationships that mean the most to me. Um, I would say number two, uh, for, for physically, um, you know, it's been a little bit tougher to stay in shape now that I'm not on the field, but cutting out red meat and then becoming more flexible. So uh, I guess the task with that is joining a yoga class before the year is over. So I'm hoping you hold me to that, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, better you than me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I would say the goal for GoPro um, and, and I've, forgot to answer your question earlier you can find gopro on spotify or apple music stands for gratitude objectivity plans relationships and options um my goal for the gopro podcast is to eventually transform it into a program where we would you know travel to different universities and provide a curriculum to help them implement these things into their life um similar to, to ideals but on a collegiate level that's my goal for the GoPro podcast. Cool, cool. Well, I'm going to conclude with one last question. It's kind of a uh, current topic floating around in uh, college athletics right now. You're not yeah. that far removed uh, from playing college sports. What's your take on this new name, image, and license opportunity for collegiate athletes? Well, to your point, I wish I could go back. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think it's huge. I think it's huge, not only for the players, um, you know, not, not only giving them a platform, but giving them the ability to monetize, you know, right out of high school. 
Um, I think the positives with, with the correct guidance and support, you know, it could have generational impacts. Um, it could also take the pressure off athletes who might view college as maybe a stepping stone to get to the league and finally make that money. Um, now they have the opportunity to get a real education, play the sport they love and still make strides towards those financial goals. I think negatively, um, you know, if not properly regulated, it could become a huge distraction and, and hinder a lot of athletes' character and ability on the field if, if not properly regulated. So that's that's my take on it. But I'm excited. I, I really am to see uh, how this thing plays out. Yeah, I'm interested in, in two aspects of it, uh, other than what you just talked about on, on the plus side. I'm curious to see how it affects morale uh, when some people are, are getting benefits and, and others are not. And yeah. as you as you know, coaches will take anything new and stretch it to their advantage to the utmost uh, and come as close to crossing that line uh, within the rules as possible. And I'm I'm interesting interested to see uh, how this gets used in recruiting. Uh, you know, we've already seen a couple examples where in Miami, uh, uh, I believe it was a car dealer is is willing to pay five hundred dollars a month to every player. Uh, yep. to, you know, that's just a way of funneling money and there's no way he can get that true return. Uh, so I'm just curious to see uh, what abuses, I guess, might happen and, and how how they begin to deal with that when it occurs. But it certainly is uh, it's a new wave in, in college athletics. And I would not be at, at all surprised to see if it doesn't start trickling down into the high school market as well. I could see, you know, local businesses uh, wanting to support and help their high schools and and do a similar type opportunity for for the high school athletes but you know we'll see well Nate listen I, I want to thank you so much for for being with us today I, I really look forward to following your career and and I want to thank you for providing the, the coaching resources that you're providing for former athletes through your GoPro podcast it's just always fun spending time with you Awesome. And Jack, I would say you actually inspired me to start the GoPro podcast. A lot of the uh, the topics we talk about and, and just um, the overall idea was um, birthed from ideals. So, uh, you know, we, we talk all the time, but I, I really can't thank you enough for all the knowledge you've passed on to not only myself, but other ideal alums. Um, and, and I'm really excited to see where you take this podcast. So thanks again for having me on. Well, I can assure you it's, it's my pleasure. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed today's uh, time together and, and we'll encourage others to, to join us on our next podcast. And until then, I hope you'll uh, make it your goal to be a positive influence in the lives of others.